Hi everyone, I'm Tanya, and this is Views from Gen Z. The US presidential election is finally over. I have been waiting, the US has been waiting, the whole world has been waiting for this election, and as soon as all of the news outlets called who the president-elect was going to be, I'm sure everybody was holding their breath and it's finally been called. It's been about a week now, but it is Joe Biden. And this is someone who has humility, who has, you know, empathy, who can lead the US to be the leader of the free world again. I mean, they do have lots and lots of power. They, you know, I was watching actually CNN the other day and Anderson Cooper was on and he, he was interviewing the mayor of London and the mayor of London said, when the US sneezes, the whole world catches a cold. And that was something that really stuck with me and even though I don't live in the US, I definitely feel like the, the ripples of what happens in the US affects everybody worldwide. And that statement just stayed with me because I really felt like it was true. Um, but anyways, what I will be talking about today is something that I'm sure lots of people in the US and around the world are kind of confused about. Democracy in the U.S. works slightly differently. I mean, it is still a democracy, but in the way in which presidential elections happen is a little different. They have a system called the Electoral College. The Electoral College, however you want to say it. It's something that confused me, and so I hope by telling you guys a little bit about it, you're, you'll understand the system a little bit better, you know? So basically, it's a group of people selected by each state that formally elect the president of the US and the VP. So this time it was Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. Actually, it's written in the constitution about how many electors each state is appointed. There's 538 electors. Basically, when you break that down, there's 435 representatives, 100 senators, and three electors from the District of Columbia. And all of those people sit in Congress in Washington, D.C. It's a little confusing, I know, <laughs> so try to stick with me. Basically, what happens is the specific U.S. candidates, um, Donald Trump in this instance, and Joe Biden, have to try to add up the electors, which they need 270 to win. So whoever gets to that point first becomes president. In this case, um, you know, President Trump was at 215, while Joe Biden reached 270. So that's why he won. And you might be wondering, you know, how does each state get a certain number of electors? Like, why do some states have more electors, while some states have less? Like California, for example, has 55 electors, and I think Vermont has three. So each state actually gets its electors based on population size. So a state like California and Texas and New York has very, very high populations. Whereas states like Vermont, Utah, you know, Arkansas have very small populations, 
So the amount of electors they get is way less. And if people in that state vote mostly for a Democratic senator, all the ele electoral votes go towards that candidate. Just checking in, are you guys still with me? It's a little it's a little confusing, I get it, but here's another little tidbit that you can ponder upon. Um, a candidate can also win the popular vote, but not win the election because they didn't get all the electoral votes. So that is a little weird. Um, the rest of the world, I think the US is the only country that has this system. I believe in every other democratic country, they have whichever candidate gets the most amount of votes, that, that person is, is the uh, leader. However, in the US, they go by this, so they have a popular vote and the person who wins the election. So that's kind of the basis of it. There are some other points that I'll be addressing, you know, there's, there's swing states, which means that in every election, there's certain states that sometimes vote red, which is Republican, and sometimes vote blue, which is Democratic. And those are the states where the candidates put their most of their money and their energy towards. They want to, you know, appease and persuade those voters to vote for their party. So in this election, those states were Florida, you know, Georgia, there was Michigan and Wisconsin. And I think they're usually under 10, but there's a few key states that the candidates really push for. So another key point when talking about the Electoral College is that it started off kind of racist. Basically, what happened was that so when the Founding Fathers were trying to make the Constitution and have it all agree with all of the states, in terms of voting, the northern states, which were mostly against slavery, and then the southern states, which were pro-slavery, the northern states actually wanted only free people to be able to vote in the elections, and free people were mostly white. However, in the South, you know, there was a, a way larger amount of black people who were enslaved. So the southern states actually had a disadvantage because the white population was way less than the north states. So they actually wanted the enslaved people to be able to vote. Now that may sound very progressive. However, there was a catch. So the North and Southern states basically agreed on a clause called the Three-Fifths Clause, which meant that an enslaved person was only three-fifths of a person. Because, for example, Pennsylvania and Virginia had about the same population. However, in Virginia, they actually had a much larger size of enslaved people. Um, so basically with the three-fifths clause saying that an enslaved person is only three-fifths of a person, 
the vote in Virginia would count much more or equal to the amount in Pennsylvania. And it's honestly insane. My views on this are just like, how can they, how can they allow this? You know, it's, I know that back then it was, it was definitely something that wasn't even, you know, considered to be a crazy thought because they clearly agreed on it. However, for someone living like, you know, in 2020 today, even thinking that you would call this clause or even agreeing to this three-fifths clause is just plain disrespectful, racist, first of all, um, rude, discriminatory, just so many things. And at the time, I know, like, slavery was legal, so that's why this was allowed. But it's honestly crazy to me that this is even a thing. I had no idea. For all the Black Americans, they had no freedom, let alone a vote. Even after the U.S. abolished slavery, white Southerners, you know, tried ways in which they could intervene and not let and suppress Black voters from voting in elections. So things like the grandfather clause, literacy tests, poll taxes, just it just goes on and on and uh, it's just exhausting and I'm sure as, you know, Black Americans and, um, you know, Black people, it must have been exhausting and just feel so terrible that this was even happening up until, you know, 19, you know, 65 when the Voting Rights Act came into place. So it's just crazy to me. It's just honestly... This wasn't even that long ago, and thank God that we are talking about it in this negative way now because it's just something that, as a democracy, we're allowed to do, you know? Probe, deconstruct, criticize, with no criminal repercussions because it's just simply the truth. I know it's something that's quite heavy to talk about and discuss, but it's a conversation that needs to be had. We don't talk about it enough within the news and just in daily life. And I think with what's going on in the world with Black Lives Matter and just equality and and pushing for rights and freedoms right now, it's super important to discuss what's happened in the past and to not make those mistakes again. Which is why lots of voters in the US chose for a Democratic president-elect like Joe Biden. But what about the government right now? What do, you know, senators and governors think about the Electoral College? John Kasich, the former Republican governor of Ohio, recently shared his views on the Electoral College on a starting point, a website sharing bipartisan information on all the major issues concerning the U.S. I, the reason why we have Electoral College is you don't want the big states to be the only ones that people visit, that the smaller states matter. You know, it, let me put it to you this way. If, it, if they, it was eliminated, you'd spend all your time in California and New York and nobody would ever go to Massachusetts. Why would you go there? It's too small. But at the same time, I think there's a way in which we can tweak the Electoral College. So he's saying that maybe there's a way in which one candidate can win part of the votes and another candidate can win the other half. And I think that it's time for change in the U.S. 
the way that the government has been conducting this whole process is, is quite frankly, I feel, in my opinion, a little outdated now. Most, if not all, of the major cities in the U.S. voted Democratic in this election. New York, of course. Um, there's Miami, which, you know, Florida is fully Republican this time. However, Miami voted blue, which is Democratic. So most of the states, in, or sorry, most of the cities in the U.S. voted Democratic. And, and just having the system where it doesn't favor the feelings and the, the opinions of everyone from the whole state is just a little outdated to me. I think there should be another way of conducting the you know presidential election just like there is in other countries. It's working f perfectly fine in other countries. So I'm not sure why the US should be different. So thanks for listening to this week's podcast, and I hope you guys learned something about the system in which the U.S. governs and elects candidates. It's a little confusing, and to me especially, I was a little confused, so that's why I wanted to share, you know, um, a simpler perspective, I hope, for you guys to have a, have a basic view at least of, you know, at least what you see on the news and at least you know a little bit of what's going on because it can be um, quite crazy sometimes you know everybody's pointing on the screens they're saying things and you're like what 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 is that why are they doing this how is that happening you know those sort of things at least you have a little bit of a basic understanding now so I hope this was helpful for you and tune back in next time to listen to something you know maybe a little bit more fun Thanks and stay safe. Bye.